I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Bill's Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All bills all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, going to welcome in right now Mike Santagata of It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, part of the Odyssey Network here on the Odyssey Podcast. Thanks a lot, Mike, for joining me here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, great to come on. All right, let's talk about these Cincinnati Bengals. Things obviously didn't start very well this season. A lot can be attributed to Joe Burrow. Just how different is this team over the last few weeks than they were when they started one and three? I mean, incredibly different. I do think there were glimpses in week two against the Ravens towards the end of the game. They they were actually in a position to win the game before the pick. He didn't look 100%, but he started looking back. Second to last play, he re-aggravates the calf, and it felt like it just restarted the timeline. So then you get week three against the Rams. It doesn't go well. Week four, it doesn't go well. And then finally starts coming back together. And now, I mean, you I'm sure you saw the play where he stiff arms Nick Bosa and makes three different guys miss he as he did. runs around. Yeah, it feels like he's 100% back. <laughs> yeah, it does to me too. And last week he was just sensational against the San Francisco 49ers. Let's kind of walk through, you know, what he's been able to do, and especially now that he's been healthy in that in that game. Um no limitations whatsoever, and the completion percentage was just on point. How were they able to beat a team like the 49ers as well as they did and put up the amount of points and yards as they did against that defense? Yeah, it felt like they knew that they could they could protect a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. whenever you face Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, all those guys, you, you don't want to be calling too many things that are going to take more than two and a half, three seconds downfield. But they called some calculated shot plays. I don't think they always felt confident in that. Joe Burrow was able to make some plays happen out of structure, just like that play I talked about, but some other ones too. And he even called his own number on a quarterback draw that he changed at the line to run. Uh, It just felt like he was so accurate. And when the quarterback is playing at that level, I mean, the offense is just going to come with it. Not to take anything away from the run game, which was also very good in that game. And so when you're firing on all cylinders like that, even though it's a really, really good defense you're going against, really just felt like they kind of took control from the jump and it could have even been worse. the tight end fumbled at the three yard line. That's right. Yeah. So it could have even been a worse game. They missed a field goal too. 
ended up being 31 points, and that's the most the 49ers have given up. I think the other, the second closest, 23. So it could have even been an almost 40 point game if everything went right for them. But yeah, when you can score 31 and still make some big mistakes like that, that's a that's a good day. Mike, last year when these two teams played in the playoffs, Bills fans all week were like almost licking their chops with the offensive line, how banged up it was. And I know Bengals fans are like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But here was this makeshift Bengals offensive line that did a really good job in that particular game. How about now though? What does the offensive line look like? How well have they performed? Yeah, it's all it's all the starters this time. Last game was uh, three backups in there. Two of those backups still on the team. One of them left uh, Minnesota. I think he's backing up over there. Very surprising because that was my biggest worry the entire week was, okay, this Bills defensive line, even without Von Miller, they're probably going to take it to this makeshift Bengals offensive line. And they came in there and they ran the ball really well. They protected yep. enough. I know the snow has some effect on your ability to get off as a pass rusher, but I'm not going to – I don't think you can blame that for the entirety of it. No. Um, no, for sure. Yeah. Now you add in Orlando Brown, who was the literal and figuratively biggest signing they could have made. <laughs> and uh, you move Jonah Williams to right tackle where he's done really well over there. This might be his best season. And it's after a position switch from left to right. The interior. Well, it's the same starters as last year. I guess not the same guys that played in one guy's different in that game. And Alex Kappa, who has an argument as the best second best offensive lineman on the team. It's a much better unit on paper than the one that was playing in that divisional game. I do think that if you were expecting Orlando Brown to be like a top five tackle, he's disappointed you probably because he's been more of just like a solid, pretty good left tackle right now. I think some of that can come with playing next to a young guy in Cordell Volson at left guard, but I expect him to also play a little better. And he's also not going to face Miles Garrett and those type of guys every week. So I think it on paper, they're performing better and they look better than they were last year in this game. But I don't think that always means that they're just going to be as good, if not better than they were in that game. I think that with, this is the kind of team where you maybe could take the rankings and throw them out the window because there's such a variance from the first few weeks as we talked about, but running game, the numbers haven't quite been there. What is truth and what is fiction about the run game? Yeah, so I think the run game at times, it can get stopped and it can be inefficient and it can put them behind the sticks. I think some of that came when you know Burrow was hurt and sure. you're not worried about the passing game as much because he's not throwing accurately and he can't escape yep. the pocket anyway. But some of it's also true. I mean, they're, they were a very efficient run game last year, but they weren't really a run game that teams had a ton of fear about because they weren't that explosive. They're a little more explosive this year, but they've lost some of the consistency. We'll see how this one goes. I thought the last game was obviously a great one for them against a really good defensive line. I think they're a little bit inconsistent as a run blocking unit, and especially about blocking linebackers and guys at the second level. It feels they did it last week, and that was a little bit surprising for the other weeks of the season where they weren't getting on those guys or sustaining those blocks at all. So I think the, the fact is they've got a good running back. They've got a, a pretty good offensive line. I think the fiction would be if you just expect them to come in and do the same thing they did to the 49ers. And then on the other side of the ball, what's really interesting to me is the rankings, the numbers are just, they do not seem, they don't speak very well to the Cincinnati Bengals, but they take the ball away. They are only allowing 20 points a game, which is not bad at all. How about that side of the ball? And what can we say about what is truth? What is fiction on that side? Because, 
you look at the numbers, I'm like, boy, they're not performing very well. But the eye test says they're actually way better than that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, the yardage stuff, they're one of the worst in the league, but yeah. it doesn't seem to matter. The yards don't score points. Yards right? don't win games. So they they step up a lot in the red zone. I don't think it's – I haven't looked if they're one of the – but I assume they're one of the best red zone units. I mean, against Seattle – two games ago, three weeks ago, they had two separate situations where there was goal to go and they stopped Seattle on downs. And that was to take the lead. Yep. So that was kind of the pinnacle of that game. Like how did the defense play? They gave up some yards, but when it mattered, they tightened up and they stopped a really pretty good Seattle offense uh, that was healthy at the time. This week, I think a little less of the red zone stuff, but a little bit more takeaways. One of those yep. came in the red zone, but you know, Logan Wilson's a ball magnet. I think he has 10 interceptions the past three years. That's, you know, that's hard to do as a linebacker. And yeah. Trey Hendrickson, he's got a strip sack end of the game. He does that. He's a really good edge rusher. Jermaine Pratt also had an interception in that game. They're a, they're a team that if you're going to make, you know, some type of boneheaded decision, throw, yeah. whatever, they do a good job of making you pay for that and not dropping it. So, I think that's what really matters here is they'll confuse the quarterback a little bit. Sometimes that bites them because you're making all these disguises, moving all these pieces, and then just like a simple check down ends up going somewhere because everybody's moving around like crazy. But I do think sometimes it works. You get the ball thrown at the defense and they capitalize yeah. on that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the, the Niners actually had 460 yards of offense. Now I would say I looked it up. 166 of those yards came in the fourth quarter. Maybe they were just, you know, the, Hey, the Bengals were, we'll sacrifice some yards. You're not going to get down the field, but, I mean, they rolled up almost 500 yards. So, you know, was that just a case of, hey, they kind of just laid off a little bit to sacrifice some yards for time? Or were the 49ers moving the ball and then just made some mistakes? It was a little bit of both. I mean, they were moving the ball. I don't think the 500 yards is accurate because also right before halftime, they moved the ball about 60 right. yards and didn't get any points out of it from their right. own four-yard line. And then the last two plays of the game, I think, also went for about 60 yards, and the game was over at that point. They were just there you go. You know, yeah. whatever yards. But still, even if you take away 120-something yards, that's still almost 400 yards of offense, and that's plenty of offense. I think the 49ers were able to move the ball a little bit. When Kyle Shanahan's going to get his, I think, that is really what I think of with that. But it also means this Bengals defense isn't – I don't think they'll ever be that defense that – oh, wow, that team didn't even get across the 50 this entire game. They'll give a little bit up. They give up a little bit of ground because they don't want to break. They want to keep it all in front of them, and they want to make plays and be opportunistic. And obviously, Lou Amarino, one of the uh, top defensive minds in the game. Don't want to take that away from him. All right, uh, you mentioned, by the way, 10th, 10th in the red zone, tied for the 10th. I just looked it up here, okay. uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense overall, top 10 unit. All right, what about uh, Trey Hendrickson? He is on the injury report. I saw he was did not practice Wednesday, limited on Thursday, had his foot stepped out. Is there any concern about him not playing? I don't think there's concern about him not playing. I do have a slight worry of, did he get through that game just on adrenaline and now it's going to swell up and have an effect right. on him? But I think he plays. I don't think it's a situation where it's up in the air. I would 
they got rid of the probable de- designation. I feel like yeah. that's what he would he would be for this week. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I hate that, man. I hate the fact because they're like, well, if he was probably, he's always going to play. It doesn't matter. It helps all people like us when we talk about it. Any other um, injury concerns of note? I saw Orlando Brown was on the injury report, but and Joe Mixon, but I don't think there's anything there that we need to worry about, right? No, no concerns there. I think they're going to be pretty healthy heading into this game. Okay. All right, and then uh, finally, just overall big picture, how important of a game is this for the Cincinnati Bengals considering where the AFC North is right now and the fact that they didn't get off to the start they wanted, but now they are they are 4-3? and three. Did you know they've only beaten NFC West teams? They just swept the NFC West and lost every other game. <laughs> I did not know that. That's a great fact. I guess, boy, they played all those NFC West teams pretty early. Um, no, I did not know that. It's kind of like the Bills. The Bills have lost three conference games already. They're 5-3. and three. All three have been conference games. Two have been, have been division games, which is why this is even more important for them. Yep. It's a similar it's a similar problem. The Bengals have lost two divisional games. They've lost their conference games. I think this game is important. But I, I do think if they lost the 49ers, this would be 10 out of 10 importance. Like, you have yeah. to win this game or the season might be done. Now, I, I don't think the season so much is done if they drop this game to a very good Buffalo team. But I do think it's an important game because this could come down to a tiebreaker, whether that's I, I guess the Bills aren't currently leading their division. The Bengals aren't currently leading theirs. But if they do, then sure. that becomes their first head-to-head tiebreaker. And I think in the wild card, that also is plays a factor yeah. as well for seeding. So you got to look at it that way. And you also just look, you want to beat the best. You want to beat the best teams. I, I know that you want to beat every team, but I feel like the Bengals have done a good job in the regular season of always – giving the best teams their best shot. They've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs each time in the regular season. They did not finish that game against the Bills, but they've beaten other strong teams, the 49ers last week. I think it's an important game. I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 importance, but I, I mean, like nine, it's it's really sure. up there. And it's a Sunday night game. You want to win those, those oh, yeah, uh, for sure. primetime games. And by the way, I mean, what a great AFC slate this week. It'll be Baltimore's home to Seattle. You got Kansas City going against Miami. You got this game. It's going to be... Fantastic. The AFC North, the only division of football, every team has a winning record. So we'll see what happens on Sunday night in Cincinnati. Mike Santagata of It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thanks for joining me here for a preview, Bills Bengals Sunday night.